Wake me up when September ends. I cannot believe it's September. That's I, so weird. I Wowzers. But anyway, welcome to Whore Hideout. I'm Kenzie. I'm Peyton. And we are Whore Hideout. And we are whores <laughs> in a hideout. We are Season whores two, baby. Season two. Season More whores. Two. Are you ever gonna stop saying Skidmores? Season two? Season two. <laughs> no, no, bigger, better things. Wait till season three. Like oh, you know, season. Like, you guys, you guys be... don't even want to know. Oh my lord. Season three. Yeah, this this is so boring compared to this season. This is three. like build up to yeah, season three. Build up. Season three is like build a bear. The eruption that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Is it Utah that? The Earth, or not the earthquake? Yeah, Utah's the Earth. I was thinking, no, I was thinking about the volcano that was supposed to go off forever ago, and like I remember being in junior high, and they're like, "There is an earthquake." Was it Yellowstone? Well, Yellowstone is a hot spot. It's not a volcano. Where was the volcano though? They're like, "This volcano is going to erupt." It's Yellowstone. That's what you're yeah. thinking of. Yeah, and I remember being a kid. Or the earthquake. They talked about an earthquake in Utah that's supposed to erupt. It's like supposed to happen anytime. And I remember going home, and I'm like. Oh my gosh, we're going to die. Like, this is going to happen. It's the end of the world. And now I'm 30. Still here. <laughs> I am still here. That's crazy because earthquakes, if they don't happen every 30 years, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, I mean, Pennywise, 27 years. Hey, you got Pennywise in front of you. Did you notice that? Every time we film an episode, I like put a little Pop Funko in front of. So, like, when Maddie was recording, I put Chucky because Maddie is terrified of Chucky. So I put Pennywise. We're like, we're doing an it theme, even though this is not an it episode. I got Steven over here. Hmm. You got Pennywise. Speaking of it, volcanoes. Like, what a what a thing to actually be scared of, you know? <laughs> like, you know, earthquakes, volcanoes, natural disasters, probably the most realistic thing that'll happen in our lifetime. And, oh, uh, totally. It's a big deal, you know? So I remember being in geology and... We like we had this professor that was so notorious for being sidetracked, wouldn't focus on anything. And we when we got to the earthquake unit, you know, yeah. And, you know, for anybody that's listening, that's possibly not from Utah. uh, We have this uh, it's called the Wasatch Fault Line. And it's this earthquake that's supposedly hundreds of years overdue by this point. And uh, most people are aware that it's supposed to be a thing. And I don't know when we were in our geology class i remember talking to was it professor waters waters right um i don't even remember that's sad waters geology waters like fitting right so anyway we're talking about this earthquake unit and so many people were asking questions about this earthquake that we ended up skipping the entire unit like we couldn't even get to the test because everybody was freaked out the teacher freaked us out we ended up asking questions for comfort. Each answer was freaking us out even more to the point where like it was like a three day or like a three class session of like counter questions. And he's just like, well, class, you done did it. We're not taking the, the test anymore. Yeah, the our... final. We didn't have to do the final. He's like, we'll just do open book. We'll just do open notes. Yeah. So it was... Open buddy. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe maybe we do a podcast later about you know, natural disasters because, uh, you know, that's, you know, possibly the most realistic thing we'll ever encounter in our lives. Is there like, could we do an episode on like natural disaster movies? Like I'm trying to think of movies that take place around a natural disaster. Well, uh, it's hard because, you know, Kenzie and I listeners, we advocate any subgenre of horror movies, right? 
we we recognize that the popular ones are the slashers and you know the gory ones but uh like thriller movies may be part of that subgenre of horror so you know like let's say twister tornadoes or 2012 uh natural disaster i'm not saying that those are the highlight topics of the next thing but i classify horror as anything that makes you feel uneasy or just brings an unsettling vibe to you so like what i would think horror is a horror a lot of people probably wouldn't unless you're like in the horror community i feel like if you're in the horror like really in the horror community you have more of an open mind but like on my tiktok some of the stuff i post people are like this is not horror like jaws like family friendly horror stuff like beetlejuice i'm like yeah that's horror it's just a different subgenre of horror even comedies like you have romance comedies you have like action comedies there's just so many different comedies rom-com rom-com i'm just kidding <laughs> that was really weird yeah i feel like natural disasters i mean you have eight-legged freaks that's like spiders people would be like that's not horror because it's not ghost and it's like, like comedy sci-fi horror yeah com Anything that makes you feel unsettled. The funny thing is, and I was thinking about this the other day, I used to watch so much supernatural horror, like really scary, ghost, possession, that kind of horror. But now I feel like me and Peyton are so into like more thriller, like horror thrillers. And that's like the horror that we kind of lean more towards. Like stuff that seems more realistic, like the Clove Hitch Killer or the lie stuff like that it's like it is horror but like people think it has to be scary to be horror well i think i and you're right and i think uh for me personally horror is something that's relatable and and you you've somewhat hit that topic right it's things that make you feel uneasy and it's like natural disasters are so relatable because they happen everywhere the thing is yeah we may not get a tornado in the big rocky mountains of utah but uh, you will somewhere in the Midwest or, you know, maybe an earthquake out here and maybe not there and vice versa. And it's just, uh, you know, something that kind of freaks us out, source plagues or viruses, uh, things like that, you know. And so especially I, with like COVID, like coronavirus, like yeah. stuff like that, like this, it almost it's leads like a real life horror like story. The zombie. Yeah, it became political at some point. But, you know, originally we were like, oh, my Lord, is this like the deadliest thing ever? Like, people genuinely didn't know for the first month, at least, you know, if this was anthrax or the bubonic plague 2.0, so. You know what's funny? This episode has nothing to do with natural disasters. You are <laughs> right. we spent almost 10 minutes. Almost 10 minutes. Talking about, like, volcanoes and earthquakes. This episode, obviously by the title, is about found footage horror movies. Oh, yeah. Found footage horror movies. You know what, though? You know, me and Peyton both are not, like, a huge fan of found footage. It's just, it's not our go- like, Unless you find it yourself. We like movies under that genre, but it's not our go-to. Like I said, we're more horror thriller or, like, super scary horror movies. Like, slashers and found footage are my least favorite horror movies. But I still have some that fall under that category that I really like. But- you know what's funny though? We're not into found footage stuff, but we are obsessed with Nuke's top five on YouTube. He has people submit 
like different videos, like like real life ghost caught on camera type videos. And then he does, he'll like, does he show five? I mean, Nuke's top five. So he shows five. And usually the fifth one is the scariest out of all of them. I don't know. So, uh, lately, it seems like it's in any order. But it's not always just like ghost encounter because he's done like Bigfoot or like creature sightings. It almost seems like originally he he sought out videos that seemed credible to him, but now he's posted so much and he has such a following that people submit photos to him, so it's based on submissions. And uh, what's crazy actually about that, Ken's, is when we first started watching these, uh, some videos are very, very insanely creepy, like the ghost of Carl Maine. Oh Look my this gosh. up. Look up the ghost of Carl Maine. Carl Maine, right? Yeah. And, uh... You know, if you're like a big skeptic, you're probably going to think this is super dumb. But one of the more convincing, like low quality ghost things that I've ever seen, in my opinion, but uh, some stuff is ghost related. Some stuff is like people who, you know, walk through houses that are abandoned or places, warehouses, hospitals, whatever. And, uh, you know, they just like record stuff on like Facebook Live. And the cool thing about Nuke is he always like he's he's kind of the the first guy who will, you know, initiate skepticism. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the most skeptic guy. He'll be like, oh, well, the reason why that this is very convincing to me is because the lack of a shadow in the mirror on this take or, you know, something that happened here or the fact that like human eyes don't glow in cameras or something like he'll always point something out that you're not initially aware of that makes it somewhat believable on the spot. And uh, he's got tons of videos on YouTube and they're all over the place. I'd say from the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia to and those are the USA. worst. Those are the scariest when it's like the people that are like going through these haunted, abandoned, like, like schools or like they're like bigger places. It's not just a house. It's like a big, giant play, community place. And the whole time they're going through like stuff's happening, like intense things like doors flying open and they're just like praying out loud in a different language. But they're just like, yeah, well, and, and some stuff is so convincing that it may not even be a ghost. For example, let's say that people are exploring abandoned buildings and all of a sudden you see like a face in the background that's totally unexpected. It may not be a ghost. It could be a homeless person, which is equally as scary in my that opinion. That scares like, Peyton the most. Who knows what that person's capable of doing and committing. And it's like, you know, these are real genuine people walking into abandoned places. And anytime there's any sign of life in there, I mean, afterlife is one thing you're expecting it. But as soon as you see like a real person in there, like a homeless person, that's just like kind of trying to figure out what the heck's going on or the fact that they may seem like they're able to attack the person with the camera but like the that camera angle is spotty and you just see like a quick glimpse of something and they all of a sudden start running like there's some real freaky stuff on there that's probably the most authentic you know youtube channel that advocates for ghost stuff you know i feel like ghost hunters and whatever all those little tv shows are they're stupid i feel like they fake everything to what? make it happen no but, oh i think they do and this dude has stuff submitted to him and he'll decipher it and he'll leave it up to you to you know have your opinion but he'll at least be like the reason why i think that this is legit is because of the x y and z you know he will consider things that you don't originally think of the cool thing about it too is me and peyton we've been watching him for years and now you know there's new apps out there's like tiktok tiktok is huge 
Oh, yeah. And he has a lot of TikTok videos submitted to him. And I'm even watching them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I saw this on TikTok. I watched this. And just being able to see him kind of dissect it. So cool. Well, it's actually funny about that, too, is that when you and I first started watching, it was years ago before TikTok was really that popular. And now all of a sudden we see a lot of TikTok videos on there. So you can see that he's keeping up consistently with, you know, like the quality of videos. And I mean, he found like really old videos originally to post. And now it's like each thing that he's posting seems like it's recent. And all of a sudden you start seeing it in a TikTok format. And uh, it's it's pretty crazy and bizarre. And by the way, this podcast is brought to you by Costa Vida or Cafe Rio. Wait, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Every time we walk, uh, watch Nuke's Top oh. 5, we're eating either Cafe Rio or Costa Vida. No, we're always eating Cafe Rio. That's it. it was, they're both the same And place. it's always on a Sunday. For some reason, we watched Nuke's Top 5 on a Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. Maybe it's because Cafe Rio is, like, the only restaurant, like, I mean, McDonald's is open all the time, but, like, if you want, like, like real, real, real food, it's, like, Cafe Rio Mexican. It's, like, the only Mexican restaurant that's open on a Sunday, so we always get that, and it's funny because even now... Like, even if it's not a Sunday, we'll get Cafe Rio and we instantly are like, let's go home and watch Nukes. Is anybody else like that, though, where you, like, have to eat something while watching a certain something? Yeah, like, I can't just eat, like, Taco Bell or, like, No, it's always Cafe Rio. Yeah, it's always Cafe Rio or Costa Vida. Yeah. The thing I like about Nukes is that... There's no nuclear bombs. Exactly. I forgot what I was going to say. Some of the stuff, though, like the Carl Mann guy, that is the creepiest. And he showed him several different times, but it like seems so legit. Like, I know there's ghost videos you watch and you can kind of decipher and be like, no, this is fake, blah, 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 blah. No, the Carl Mann stuff, like that guy is truly terrified. How the hell does he still live there? Because I'd be out of there. Right. Remember the video Carl Mann did? Okay, the curtain one in his bedroom was the scariest, but remember the one where he's looking down in his basement and then you see like this little shadow figure like kind of pop out. Right. And also there was a nukes one where you see this like thing pop out in the doorway that looks like the grudge, like a grudge person peeking through the door. Oh, I remember that one. I'm done. I can't. I'm done. Yeah, that's that's Kenzie's biggest thing next to like devil stuff. Anything with, like, a girl with a white dress and long black hair. White dress. I'm just kidding. Are we going to get into that in season two? Obviously not. There's (laughs) no tights underneath. underneath. So, you know, anyway, you guys get the point. Most of this stuff is submitted to uh, the the channel. Anyway, it's submitted to the channel and it's posted. So outside of this list, if there's anything that you want to see beyond that, that's not really a movie and you just want to watch like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, sometimes 20, 25 or 30, uh, you know, nukes top five on YouTube recommended. But anyway, moving on. Wait, speaking of speaking of submissions, though, if you ever have a ghost encounter or a creepy story of something that happened in your life, please reach out to our Instagram or email us because we would love to like have a whole episode where we talk about like creepy stories that people have had. And I I really want to have an episode like that. Like I love hearing creepy ghost stories. And me and my sister just did an episode not too long ago, a few weeks ago, talking about like our house that we grew up in and like creepy encounters that we had. I live for stuff like that. So yeah. But anyway, we should probably jump right into this episode because we are rambling. 
rambling. 17 minutes and 17 seconds we into have, this. I think we have nine movies that we're going to talk about. I hate leaving off on an odd number. Nine's a good number. Nine is not a this. good number. Like, ten is Duke's top five. I do pay and I'm like, you need to freaking think of another movie because I hate leaving off on not ten. But we have nine horror movies. Maybe I'll do like a bonus at the end because we are going to talk about a certain movie that has multiple movies. Well, hold on a second. This list I'm looking at says season one, episode 13. Oh, well, you know what? It's season two, Ken's. Yeah. September. I, technically, this episode More was sex. supposed to happen in, happen in the past, but you know what happens? I plan out episodes and then I get new ideas and I'm like, oh. We got to do this episode. A likely excuse. You know, Nope came out. So that kind of took up some time with the Jordan Peele stuff. So we're just going to pretend it doesn't say that, Peyton. Stop being, stop commenting on my freaking. Do you think Jordan likes to peel oranges Mm. or bananas? Moving on. Uh, my first one in found footage favorites is Cloverfield. Now I chose the very obvious not super crazy critical horror for the first one because it's it's a giant monster movie and most of us have seen this and it's a hard movie to watch because the first like 30 minutes is just like bs the dude holding the camera is like stupid and the reason why the love interest is fighting is stupid as well but this monster comes down and the thing is it's not like godzilla or like king kong to me i feel like this movie has some real genuine like freaky stuff going on with it because uh for me if you've listened to past episodes i absolutely hate it when i feel like i'm expendable to like our government and when a giant monster is ripping into manhattan uh the military comes in and uh it doesn't take very long within like a 12 hour period for them to make a very crazy decision so if you haven't seen it i'll let you watch the end yourself but Basically, five young New Yorkers uh, throw their friend a going away party at night that a monster size of a skyscraper descends upon the city, told from the point of view of their video camera. The film is a document of their attempt to survive the most surreal, horrifying events of their lives. So the cool thing about this movie is that you don't really see the monster like too many times because the skyscrapers of New York are in the way anyway. So, you know, it doesn't give you like too much to like be like annoyed about. But then there's like other things in this movie where like the monster has mini monsters that kind of come in and they're doing their thing and it's just crazy man it's like it's it's very intense it's very fast paced once things happen and chaos is everywhere so you're kind of just left kind of freaking out at the expense of what would you do in that situation so i would call this a horror movie to a degree to a degree and it's uh directed by jj abrams who i think is a great uh director in in this type of genre so but uh i don't know what did you think kens okay the sad thing is okay i've seen cloverfield but i don't remember a ton of it because okay like i said found footage is me and peyton's least favorite subgenre which is funny that we're doing a whole episode on found footage, but I do have a lot of found footage movies that I do like. I have a few, but I have not watched Cloverfield in so long. I watched it when it first came out and I don't remember a ton, so it's really hard for me to comment on this movie. Like these giant like alien-like creatures, like that's so scary to me. It almost feels like very apocalyptic, but yeah, like I really... (laughs) It's sad. I wish I had more to say about it, but like the most I remember about this movie is like the beginning stuff with them at the party. Are they at a party at the beginning? Mm-hmm. 
I know there's an actor that I remember, like, I can remember, remember her face. Um, she looks a lot like Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot about Cloverfield besides the fact that these giant creatures, but like I said, found footage isn't my favorite, so I really don't have a lot to say, but I did like this movie. That's the funny thing, but you know what? When I think of Cloverfield, I think of 10 Cloverfield Lane, and I freaking loved that movie with- Yeah, that movie could be like a horror movie as well oh, it i mean is. it's, well, it's, it's not found genre. yeah it's not found footage but it's a totally but different isn't movie isn't that funny that it's like 10 clover filled lane but it, i don't feel like it goes with the first movie i feel like it's not so alienish. it's more like government stuff happening well then there's cloverfield paradox which is the third one and that movie is like what the heck is even happening? How is this even tied in? And like this whole movie is a different plot, a different genre. It's sci-fi completely. They're in space. And then all of a sudden it becomes like within the last 10 seconds of the movie, like Cloverfield yeah. related. You're just like, oh, well, that was an entirely different movie forced into this movie is like, I don't know. It's 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 crazy. It tries to explain how this monster may have come into our reality and uh I don't know. Once again, you just just watch it. You could probably skip Cloverfield Lane and go straight to the Cloverfield Paradox and I'm maybe sure get a better understanding. Have seen Cloverfield. Well, Cloverfield Paradox, maybe not oh, though. It's yeah. the more recent adaptation of the the trilogy, I guess you could say. But you know, it's a found footage movie of a giant monster wreaking havoc in New York City. So be off, freakers. <laughs> When I think of Cloverfield, though, I think of War of the Worlds, and that was my favorite movie for the longest time. Like, and I, I don't know if it's just because of the fact I saw that when I was a kid with my dad. So it's kind of like the memory, the nostalgia, you know? It's like you have that memory that kind of overpower. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I compare Cloverfield to War of the Worlds a lot because it is that big giant creature that they almost see. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They don't seem like very alienish, but they do. I don't know. It seems more like a me mechanism, like a mechanic. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But like I said, I have not seen Cloverfield in forever. So I really don't have a lot to say. So yeah, let's move on to the next um, mine, which me and Peyton, I told him, I'm like, okay, you think of five found footage movies and I'll think of five. And Peyton thought of five, but two of his were mine. So I'm like, shoot, well, we have the same. So I'm trying to think of others because I'm not a huge found footage lover. So me and Peyton do have some similar ones. And this definitely was one of our favorites on the list. And it's Creep. This movie is so dang good. This one's not like alien or like ghost or anything. This is like human being. This one's about a guy named Aaron and he comes across his app so he's a photographer like a videographer type person and he comes across his app or ad for the day for a thousand dollars for a filming service so he decides to take it and he's kind of hesitant at first which I mean who wouldn't be like a thousand dollars for a day so he takes it and he has to drive up to this remote cabin in the mountains and he meets Joseph and Joseph claims that he has a son that, or no, he claims that he is on his deathbed and he wants to make a documentary about his life to give to his unborn son just so he can know who he is. So Aaron is filming this and as the day goes on, things get weirder and weirder and weirder. <laughs> like some of this stuff, I'm like, what the freak is going on? Yeah, like he's 
the the guy who's being paid is like a thousand bucks. I'll not ask questions and I'll just do it, you know. So he just kind of like goes with the flow. Like he's his limits pretty far before he starts getting really weirded out about things. And um, the plot actually has a pretty interesting twist to it. I actually really enjoyed this movie, and it's a very low budget movie. I feel like I mean it's the the guy who directed it is the main guy in the movie and you know, maybe to save production costs or something. But this movie was just like such a B rated uh, or B list, like rare find for us that when we watched it, my expectations were relatively high, but they were so like opposite of what I was expecting that I was actually impressed. They almost matched my expectation based on the lack of matching it. I know that doesn't make any sense at all, but the guy's acting is actually really good for for what it was. This is just something you'd find in your college class. Well, and... it comes off real. Like, he seems real. Yeah. Like, somebody you really meet in real life. Genuine, like, socio sociopath or whatever. The cool thing about this is that it is mostly improv between the two actors. So there's the guy who directed it and then the other guy... So they're just kind of going with the flow, and I think that worked to their advantage in this movie because it makes it seem so much more realistic and authentic. The thing about this movie is it makes you feel very uncomfortable and awkward. Like, their encounters are so awkward that you can just feel it, through, like, fumigating through the screen. Like, I just felt so awkward and weird, and I'm like, just freaking leave Mm -hmm. don't stay like if i was there right now i would leave i wouldn't stay there and just humor this guy i'd get the hell out of there but i do like how they did how the the filming style the dialogue and just kind of making up as they go it really added to the story which usually that would not work to the benefit of the storyline it would come across as like cheesy corny Sure, but it like places the advantage of the script and what's going yeah. on. And in fact, there's actually a sequel to this movie, and it was almost as good. Oh, I love the sequel. That's the funny thing. I really liked the yeah, sequel. Yeah, it's, it's much different, but it's very intriguing. I think that's a good way to explain this movie. It's, it's intriguing. You're just like, you're like, whoa, eh, yeah, but I'll keep watching, <laughs> you know? The thing about the sequel, too, is you know, like, in the beginning, the first one, you don't know this er- or the um, Joseph guy at all. You don't know anything about him, and I don't want to give spoilers away because I really want people to watch this because it's very underrated. But with a sequel, it's, like, a whole different story, but you know who Joseph is as a person, and so you're watching for different cues and signs where this other person is going into this situation and you're like, oh my gosh, I know who this guy is. Just leave. But it's almost like he meets his match in the second one. Like that girl was equally as crazy as he was for most of it until the end. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he got a run for his money. Totally. Literally. Yeah, but this, if you want like a good stalker, Metaphorically. like creepy people type movie... And you know what I like about this one, too? We don't like found footage. The thing I don't like about found footage is when it's so shaky camera, you can't see what's going on. You're like, I just want to see everything. The thing I like about this one is you can see, like, it's since Aaron is like a professional photographer, everything is very, yeah, like, like there's well mannerisms filmed. within the, the camera guy. 
Yeah. That seem intentional in the in the movie. It's yeah, not that's shaky. that's a very good point. They like set it down. They have conversations. He picks it up. They set it down. They have conversations. He picks it up. It just feels a lot more like you don't even really like. Sometimes you don't even like feel like it's a found footage movie because it's so well done. Yeah, but this one is probably my second favorite on this whole list that we've done. There you go. A good find indeed. So moving on, we're going to talk about Quarantine. Now for the hardcore horror fans out there, uh, this is a remake, an American adaptation of the movie called Wreck. R-E-C. Wreck was made in 2007. I actually don't know what language it's in. It's a foreign... Oh, Spanish. Just did a quick search on that. It's uh, it's a movie in Spanish. You have to watch it with captions. Uh, it's a really good movie. I would recommend it. I've actually seen Rec 1 and Rec 3, and both are amazing. Anyway, Quarantine came out in 2008, one year later. What about Rec 2? Have you Never not seen, seen that? No. Wow. Yep. I just skipped right over it. I know. I saw that look Must you're giving amazing. me. So Quarantine came out in 2008, one year after Rec. And it's the same plot, basically. A television reporter and her cameraman are trapped inside a building quarantined by the CDC after an outbreak of mysterious virus, which turns humans into bloodthirsty killers. It's basically a zombie movie. It's a, a, a unique adaptation of zombies. I wouldn't say they're quite, like, dead, but they're, like, definitely rabid to some degree. And... You know, the, the it's just like, like I said, it's this lady who's a television reporter and she seems to really be desperate about getting like the right thing on film to like get her moment on television and quite literally backfires because no matter how hard she pushes herself into the danger of the situation, um, she realizes the severity of the situation and then they're actually trapped when it's too late because they're like completely, quite literally quarantined in this uh it's almost like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a, not a duplex or like an apartment, but it's almost like one giant building, but each person's room kind of comes out to the lobby. It's like a hotel, I guess. But if people lived in this hotel, it's kind of it's almost like an apartment that doesn't have where you enter from the outside. You have to enter from the, you have to go inside the building and then you go yeah, and enter each yeah. room. But it's like, it's like a, like a low budget housing complex in like New York or something like that. So you like you walk in and it quite literally seems like a a big house just with rooms and people live in these rooms, you know. So um anyway, movies, uh, you know, found footage, be prepared for some shakiness on this one. Um the cameraman's, you know, or the camera guy like talks a little bit in it and um kind of like chimes in his fear about the situation progressing and then they end up realizing they should probably escape and Blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of a zombie movie. If you're into that, I would definitely recommend this. I actually am a big fan of this movie. It has a very cheesy cliche ending. But uh, if you like it and you haven't watched Wreck, watch them. They're great. Even with captions. By like 10 minutes into the movie, you're probably going to forget that you're reading things in English anyway. And I would definitely consider giving that a chance. You know it's a good movie when you kind of forget that you're reading something or listening to like dubbed audio or whatever you know it's a good movie well i like i like to respect the fact that like you know it is kind of an original movie and we americans remade that and i'm sure that's the case for a lot of things we don't really give credit where it's due but 
this movie definitely has an origin to it and it's not an American based movie and I used to love zombies. Zombies were my jam back in the day. That was my horror movie preference. Still kind of is. But this movie definitely, you know, hits the right spots for those that need like a quick pace zombie movie. Kind of like Dawn of the Dead. It's funny too because when I think of like found footage, I think of more like supernatural stuff happening. And it's funny the majority of the list, our list, isn't supernatural. Besides the very end of the list, definitely will hit the supernatural genre. Gave it away. But yeah, like most of these aren't. I remember watching this movie with you when we were dating and I don't really remember a ton of it. Like I said, like I've always been into horror movies, obviously, but I feel like I've got like more of appreciation for horror as I've got older and I want to go back and watch all the classics or watch the early 2000s stuff. So I feel like Back then, I watched it because Peyton wanted me to watch it, and like like I said, I'm not into found footage. It's not my favorite. I really liked this movie. I don't remember a whole lot of it right now. I'd have to watch it again, but I do remember certain things that made me feel very like claustrophobic and like, especially where they're stuck in a building. It's not like they're out in the real world where they can just walk around and run. They're stuck in a building. Yep. Yeah, but... it's definitely a confined, close quarters, claustrophobic quick pace movie yeah i don't remember a ton so i don't really have a lot of commentary for it but i remember i really did enjoy it and maybe we'll have to go back and watch it because that's the thing me and peyton suck at going back and watching horror movies from like earlier because we want to watch all the new stuff our watch list is so high which is funny because i'm always telling people yeah recommend anything to me because I want to add to my watch list, but our watch list is probably over like 150 right now. Yeah, right. Like we're never going to get through it by the time that we watch everything. It's never going to be zero, but yeah, maybe we'll have to definitely go back and watch this because I do remember key elements that I really liked, but yeah. The next one that I chose was The Visit, and this is probably, I'm trying to think, this is probably my favorite out of the found footage category. And people will probably give me crap for that. This is M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan, how do you say his name? Um, movie. M. Night Shyamalan? I just call him M. Night at this point because I'm like, Shyamalan, I don't get crap I'm just kidding. But anyway. We used to sing. This. I'm just kidding. Do you, like, do you think, are you on the same page? I think this is like one of his best movies. And a lot of people will say no, besides like The Sixth Sense. I don't really remember this movie. Okay, well, I'll re- I will remind Yeah, you. embarrassing for everybody here. This one is about a brother and sister, and they end up going to their grandparents' house to visit. I remember that. So they ride a train there, and when they get there, like everything starts out fine, and then things just start to get really weird. The grandparents start to act really weird. And over time, things progress more and more, and they kind of start to feel very disturbed. And they end up contacting the mom, and like their their camera screen is scratched. Do you remember that? Where like their laptop screen is scratched out, so they're trying to show. And then the mom was like, "That's not your grandparents. Like, I don't know who that is." And she starts to panic. So then it's like them, like the fight or flight, trying to figure out what to do. Psycho grandparents. I don't know. Like, hey, respect for old people. Respect. But, like, old people in movies is freaky. Do you remember watching the elevator one? I cannot remember. Devil. Devil, yeah. 
Do you remember when she's like cr- the grandma's like crawling up the? Yeah, it was cheesy. It was CGI. That's so scary. Mackenzie hates anything that's like grudge, like quick pace, Demonic. like bones breaking, like Ugh. twist twisting and stuff. Here's my take on the visit. Are you done explaining the um, movie? Yes. Okay. This movie is a real life adaptation of a SpongeBob episode where Patrick Starr is waiting for his parents to come, and he's so afraid that he's gonna look stupid that. Basically, SpongeBob acts like he's super dumb because of that. Anyway, uh, that's not even relevant. What happens in the episode is that after Patrick tries so hard to impress his parents, uh, they're like, isn't that funny? Oh, you bet, Marty. He's like, that's right, Janet. And then Patrick's like, Janet, (laughs) Marty, who are you people? And uh, that's basically this movie in a nutshell. It's like, hey, Grandpa. Yep, we're teenagers, basically, or preteens. Love you guys. Oh, yeah, my grandparents. And they're like, oh, wait, you're not our grandparents. <laughs> and that's literally what this movie is. Well, this is one of those movies, though. Janet. Jackson. I'm just kidding. This is one of those movies, though, that you go in and you as an audience member know just from the trailer that these aren't the real grandparents. Spoiler alert. Just kidding. But like, you know, going in, this is not the grandparents. There's something off about them. And... So the whole time, you as a viewer is very unsettled about every little thing that's happening, and it just grows increasingly, increasingly unsettling. And then finally, when the kids realize that it's the situation that's happening, then it's like, oh shit, like, very scary. (laughs) I just cannot imagine going to visit your grandparents, and you're so happy and excited, and then they turn out to be, like, psycho. The best part about this movie was the two actors, especially the boy. I can't remember his name. But he was so freaking funny. And it's they were both on um that Christmas movie. What was the Christmas movie they were on? I don't know. Better watch out. They had great chemistry, though. They had great chemistry. Chemistry. But, yeah. The boy made this whole movie. He was so funny. The scene where they're playing Yahtzee and the grandpa's, like, crapped his pants. He's like, Yahtzee! Ugh. Unsettling. But yeah, this one is really good. It's another one of those found footage that isn't like the super shaky camera. I mean, at times it is, but it feels like more like a legit movie. Legit. Too legit to quit. Well, my next one on my list is As Above, So Below. Meaning what's the same above might be the same beneath. But what lies beneath everyone when a team of explorers ventures into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of Paris? They uncover a dark secret that lies within the cities or the city of the dead. So I think Paris is actually built on top of catacombs. Uh, legit, like there's a city below a city. And that actually is actually pretty common um, from what I understand. Uh, I know Seattle has like a city on top of a city. So there's a lot of catacombs and stuff. But these people basically venture in and uh, one guy is like filming what's happening and it seems like uh, whatever spirits are within the underground, uh, I mean, it almost seems like they're, they go into like, it's like going into a sewer at first, but then they kind of find these like old tombs. There's like skulls and bones. Not a big deal. I think everybody sees that every day in the catacombs, but they end up venturing so deep that it's like these spirits are toying with them and they kind of use their like fears against them, past memories, things like that. People end up dying in their group. Plot destroyer. Plot destroyer. Plot twist. Plot twist. No, plot twist is like, you didn't expect that. I'm I'm talking about a spoiler spoiler alert. alert. That's what I'm trying to say. 
So yeah, people die and they're like, oh crap, what do we do? And so they just keep on venturing deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and it gets hotter. It's basically hell and kind of has a cool ending to it. Yeah, this movie freaked me out because I am very claustrophobic. So just watching this, like them going down in these like little it's tight dark, spaces. It's tight. Yeah, and I My feel like there was, there was a little bit of everything. Like there, it felt like demonic. So if you like a good demonic movie, definitely go to this. Supernatural. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I was gonna say creature, but I don't really. I think it was more demonic side. It's definitely spiritual, like. It spirits. messed with their heads. It almost messed with their. It's like a psychological horror movie, mm-hmm. no doubt. Like I feel like any trauma that they had, it was almost like amplifying it down there, and like they were seeing visions of their trauma making it worse and yeah i think the biggest thing about this movie was i was very claustrophobic the entire time Mm -hmm. and i just wanted them to get out i actually thought the ending of this was pretty cool i'll keep it spoiler free but it's yeah definitely uh yeah definitely twisty mctwisterson yeah that's a good one though definitely go check it out if you haven't the next one up is very similar to that like it gives me similar vibes even though it's not the similar concept but the next one is chernobyl diaries me and peyton saw this in theaters i freaking love this okay this is editing kenzie and i just had to get on here and say that as i'm editing this i realized that chernobyl diaries is not found footage so just ignore that i think it's like the whole mandela effect where i've always thought it was found footage and i think it's just because there is scenes where they're filming stuff but it is not found footage but I'm going to leave it in anyway because it's a good movie and you should check it out. So back to episode. Um, it's about a group of six tourists. They're all friends and they want to go on this extreme tour and they find this guide that will take them out. So they go out to where the Chernobyl nuclear reactor exploded and you can only be there for a certain amount of time before like radiation can really affect you so they're like okay you can go out for a little bit and we're gonna get you back by this time so they go out their car ends up breaking down so they can't leave and then they start seeing like weird things they start seeing like creatures it seems very supernatural but it's not it's actually creature feature would you consider it creature feature it's like um nuclear i'd say this movie's a little bit closer to a zombie flick yeah, it's like new. It's kind of like if you took the hills have eyes, like those type of creatures, yeah. and placed them in mm-hmm. this map. Yeah, like they're not like like it's not like Fallout. It's not like these like giant like scorpion things coming to kill you creatures. Well, it's then like there's humanoid. animals too. Like there's like a big bear that they come across. Yeah, I know. I think it's just implying that wildlife, including bears, have come back into the city because there's nothing to spook them into the mountains. So that bear is just a bear. He's just the bear that's there freaked me out the thing i loved about this movie too like i love like the creature feature movies that are like radioactive type stuff like nuclear explosion happen and they have that radiation that affects them and makes them look like mutated and i remember this movie ended and it gives you a glimpse of the mutated creatures but like so quick that you like it almost is like you have to kind of envision it yourself and you're like building up this like vision in your head me and Peyton were so anxious for this movie to come out so we could like pause the screen and just see the creatures oh yeah 
This one had Jesse McCartney, who I loved growing up. Uh, it also had a guy, remember from um, Young and Hungry, Josh? I don't know his name, but he was in it. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. We But we watched Chernobyl before we ever saw Young and Hungry. So it's it was kind of like a lot of time went by. I feel like if we watched it now, we'd be like, oh my gosh, it's Josh. I know him. I know him. <laughs> but this movie was so good even when they were at like that location and they like saw like the mutated fish and like the guy was pretending that something was attacking him just every little thing you didn't know if something was gonna pop out or some crazy creature well super it, creepy. it is kind of a slow burn movie but then things happen pretty quick when things start to happen but uh it's yeah. it's the right kind of slow burn and yeah i i'd say it's the hills have eyes in Chernobyl. That's, and, like, that's the government to... gets involved. So, with the government involved, it makes it extra scary. Like, that stuff creeps Peyton out. Like, the government and, like, everybody's expendable and stuff can happen. And just, like, you see them and you're like, oh, they're going to help save the day. But it's like you can't trust them. Yeah, if the wrong person knows the right amount of information, you, any accident, quote, I'm quoting my fingers, accident can happen. Oh, yeah, they went in there and they must have got lost and died. Sorry, our team can't go in there and get them. Um, This is when we were making our list and Kenzie came up with this one. I was like, oh, yeah. How did I forget about that one? Yeah, I know. Peyton Peyton gave me his list first. And I'm like, how did you not include Chernobyl Diaries? That was, that's like one of my, this is probably my favorite on this entire list. It's so good. Because you get a little bit of everything. You kind of get where it doesn't feel super, like, found footage, shaky camera, but it does at the same time. You get, like, a good mix of, like, feeling like it's just being filmed. And the thing I like about found footage, though, that I will admit is that it does leave it open to interpretation a lot more. And you, like, thinking of things in your head because it's not like you can get a clear shot vision of something. And I feel like a lot of movies ruin things by showing a creature up close too much. But with found footage, you can't get that close-up shot. It's just kind of like shaky and it messes yeah, with Yeah, it your distorts brain. everything around you so you can't really process what's happening. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, this one's really good though. Well, for reasons I can't explain, the next three movies are the same movie. <laughs> so you've got <laughs> Paranormal Activity. Then you got Paranormal Activity 3 in well, 2010. Wait, oh, yeah. hold on a second. Paranormal 3, 2010, then Paranormal 3 in 2011. You mean 2. You wrote 3 and yeah, then 3. Yeah, three, but 3 is a prequel to the first one. So there's two Paranormal Activity 3s? Did I put 3? Why are we even discussing this? I put it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. Paranormal, paranormal activity, activity. Paranormal activity. Paranormal activity three. Two, and then paranormal three. activity three. Yeah, we're one, two, three. Oh. Go, Pete. Go. Well, hopefully people don't know what we're talking about next after this. Um, yeah, so my final one on this list is paranormal activity. And uh, I saw this one in theaters and I was the dipshit that honestly believed that it was real. Me and too. And then I then I thought about it for twenty four hours and I was like, I'm a dipshit. But anyway. Um, basically moving after or moving into a suburban tract home, Katie and Micah, people we can't relate to, become increasingly disturbed by what appears to be a supernatural presence in their home, hoping to capture evidence of it on film. They set up a video camera in their house, but are not prepared for the terrifying events that follow. I know everybody that's listening to this has seen this movie. It's a very slow burn movie. It 
doesn't escalate very quickly. It's got a couple like disturbing things in it though that I can appreciate. For example, when the dude wakes up in the middle of the night or the girl, I think it's the girl, and she's like staring at him for hours as like the camera's <laughs> rolling quick. That was always weird. And uh, there's one scene in that movie that still freaks me out to my core to this day. And I can't even find this on YouTube, but I think she goes downstairs and you can hear like a scream, but it's not the scream of either of the people in the movie. It's like a demonic scream that still gives me chills. But this movie's terrible nonetheless. I love this movie. Me and my sister were sleeping in the same bed. Um, we had like a sleepover. And my brother was sleeping on the ground, and one night he woke up, which we just did an episode on, me and her did an episode on our old house. So if you listen to that, then this kind of adds to the creepiness where Maddie said she thought my room was haunted and had like a weird vibe from my room. So we're in my room, and we woke up in the middle of the night, we were like laughing and just being stupid, and we look over and my brother is just standing over our bed staring. Like, no emotion. He's not saying anything. He's just standing there. And that always reminds me of paranormal activity where she's just standing there watching him sleep. And we, like, screamed through the blanket over our head. And then our dad came in to, like, get pissed at us for yelling in the middle of the night. But I always think about that when I see this scene. I can't remember. So this came out in 2007. Yeah, it might have been before that happened. Or I don't know. Maybe it was after, but... Yeah, definitely reminds me of that. The scene in this that freaked me out the most was the very end where the guy gets, like, thrown against the camera. He, like, leaves the room. You're just sitting there looking at an empty doorway forever. And then he's just all of a sudden chucked at the camera. And then it ends. But this movie, when I saw it in theaters, I did think it was real. Because this came out before internet was really big, like, on cell phones. So it's not like you could just get on your phone and easily Google like paranormal activity. Is it real? So I remember like asking my aunt because I went with my aunt and mom and I'm like, is this real? Is this a real story? And yeah, I you it was can't real. you can't make this up nowadays. Yeah, the you're right with the Internet, the lack of Internet thereof. It was that's what made this movie possible. Yeah, because you couldn't just easily be like, oh, yeah, this was fake. I mean, I could go home and like get on the Internet and look and I'm sure I did but it wasn't as easy access to look up. But I literally was like, this movie is real. I'm terrified for my life. This guy just died on camera at the movie theater. Like, I just witnessed a death. So when I found out it wasn't real, I was very relieved. But yeah, Peyton already said the next two are paranormal activities because like I said, we're not like huge. I feel like I've said this a million times. We're not huge into found footage movies. But when I think of found footage, I immediately go to paranormal activity. And there's what, like 20? I'm just kidding. Not really. But like, it feels like it. But my it's favorite- like Fast and Furious. Yeah. My favorite paranormal activity was the third, which we will get to. We're going to talk about the second first, which was about- So the second is- I'm trying to remember. The second is like a prequel to all this. No, is it? The second is a prequel to the first movie, if I remember. So the sister of Katie from the first movie ends up having all this stuff happen to her originally, like all the hauntings, all the creepy stuff, 
weird things happening. The scene in this one that got me was when she's being like pulled down the stairs. I have nightmares of being pulled down the stairs all the freaking time. But this one was more of like before, it was a prequel to the first one. And the third one is a prequel to this, to all of them. So you got the second one. Then you got the third one who is about like the younger Katie and Christy and their childhood and how this like demon ghost became known. And that one is my favorite because it's just creepy. Like kids in like ghost, supernatural, like demonic stuff is so scary and I just I loved getting like a backstory on everything and how like this ghost happened because in the first one you're like okay like how did like it's not like they just bought this house they've lived there so it's like how did this happen but then it makes sense because if you I mean spoiler alert if you haven't seen the second the second one Christy ends up summoning the ghost to Katie so then that's why she got possessed on the first one. What? The third one is like them as kids and they have this haunting and this crap going on. And the dad sets up all these cameras in different rooms. And the thing I remember the most is the girl getting drugged into the closet and it closes and she's stuck in there. You just blew my mind. I had no idea that they were all connected. Did you not? <laughs> Swear? No, I didn't know, but I don't care. The fourth one is pretty good, too. I haven't seen after the fourth one. I know there's, like, the marked ones and there's, like, the ghost the dimension. I haven't seen the those. The unmarked ones. The fourth one's good, too, because it does, like, play into the story. I don't. I know the goat or the marked ones kind of isn't as intertwined, but... If you want a version of paranormal activity that is, like, somewhat real and relatable, that's where Nuke Top 5 comes in. On YouTube. Oh, definitely. But you know me, I don't like demonic stuff. So like this movie scared me. Like with the demonic, with the cameras capturing stuff, I would not look at my kid's baby monitor because I would just think of paranormal activity. I'm like, no, I don't want to see a demon standing over my child and there's nothing I can do. Rather not know. Rather not know. Yeah. I really like paranormal activities. I like how they all connect. I like how they all intertwine. It's not like they're trying to try to make them connect. Like, it really does make sense. And I think that's the reason why paranormal is so scary to me is the fact that I thought it was real and you thought it was real when you were younger. Yeah, because I'm a dipshit. Well, we're both dipshits then because I definitely thought it was real. But then finding it's not, I'm like... You think anything's real after we watch it, though? Nukes? Do you know what I mean? Nukes? I'm like, that's real. I mean... Half of those could be, like, fake. You can watch, like, like, a Marvel movie and you'd be like, oh, freak, I can't sleep tonight, that's real. Thanos. Thanos. Come in for us. <laughs> like I said, we tried to think of a little bit more. Um, I know we did Haunted Attraction movies that has a few more found footage type movies if you want to go check that out and you can find more options. Definitely found footage isn't my favorite, but, like, the ones that we do have on this list, I really did enjoy. I really liked. Some people are probably like, why isn't Blair Witch on here? Because we haven't seen it. Believe I it or know. not, for how ancient that movie is, we have yet to see it. It's on our list, but every time we get the opportunity, we're like, do you want to watch that? And then we're both like, nah. Well, it's funny, too, because we did campy horror movies recently, and Blair Witch, I'm like, we have to watch Blair Witch before we do our campy episode. And we didn't do it, so we didn't get it included. And then this one, I'm like, we gotta watch Blair Witch before we do this. And we still didn't do it, so. Yeah, it just, like, we didn't want to force it, though. We didn't want to, like, talk about something just to, like, fill content. And that's the thing about Kenzie and I. We're, like, not, like, fake. We'll, we'll actually genuinely put things that we 
feel like people should be able to watch or that are like rare finds and things like that. Most people know about Blair Witch Project. And that's how my TikToks are too. I don't ever recommend stuff that I don't like. The only time that I've ever done a TikTok where I recommend, or I didn't recommend, but the only time I ever did a TikTok on something I didn't like was the resort. And it was to talk about how much I hated it. But yeah, we usually do only movies we like. Blair Witch, we're definitely going to get to it because I feel like that's a classic and it's like the stepping stone into the found footage genre. So we definitely are going to watch it. But I just don't want to, sometimes, I just like I said, found footage is not our favorite. So it's not something I'm like, hey, we're going to watch this. There's like so many on our list that I'd rather watch, but we will watch it. Watch it's going to be our favorite movie. I'll be like, oh my gosh, why did we not watch this before? But head over to my Instagram and I will have where to find every single movie that we talked about. Comment your favorite found footage too on that post because even though it's not our favorite, like I enjoy certain movies in that genre and I would love to find some new ones that maybe will change my mind on the found footage genre. I feel like I've said that so many times. But anyway, I feel like watching some nukes now. It's been a minute. Yep, let's watch some nuclear bombs. Let's watch cities blow up. Go get some. We're that insensitive. Nukes. Nudes. Season two. More nudes. You heard it from her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, thanks for watching. We will be back next Tuesday. Possibly when September ends. Oh yeah. Wake me up when September. No, next next week will definitely still be September. But then after that, goodbye. Goodbye. Well, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. This is Peyton. I don't know. I was going to say something, but. Something inspirational. Something inspirational. I hope all you cool cats and kittens have such a good week. And cue outro music. music.